0: is John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast. Today I'm going to continue on with this subject that I've been looking at and I want to look at where we can receive the strength to be able to endure. So I'm continuing on from what I started last week looking at the topic of endurance uh, and that's specifically endurance in the Lord. We're called to endure for the sake of his name and as the outcome we shall be saved. As we saw in the last podcast episode, Today, let's look at this in more detail and consider why we need to endure. So my aim today is to look at the source of our endurance and the help we get to be able to endure. I'll also look at the endurance of Jesus in his time on earth and the endurance of the early apostles who spread the gospel against hard opposition. So the first scripture I want to have a look at is in Hebrews chapter 12, and I'll start reading from verse 1. Now, that's the first thing we want to have a look at. Jesus endured that much suffering, that much pain, and dying by being nailed up in such an excruciating way. He endured that for our sake. He endured all of those things for the sake of the obedience that he had to his father and for the sake of the salvation that he was bringing to all of us. And just reading on in verse 3, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And this is the endurance that Jesus showed. Look at the trouble that he had. Look at the amount of time that his life was threatened by the uh, Pharisees and the scribes and the religious people of his day and, and many others. He was. He was beset with mobs and all this sort of thing. And then he had to deal and contend with the Romans um, towards the end of his life. And uh, all of these things he had to endure for our sake. And as it says in verse four, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted the point of shedding your blood. And no, we haven't. But Jesus did. He struggled against sin. He didn't sin, but he struggled against it constantly. And he died for our sins. Verse 5. And have you forgotten the exhortation which addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor lose courage when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? And that's an excellent question. If we are to grow up correctly if we are to grow up knowing right from wrong and good from evil and uh, and all of those things then we must be disciplined it's important for parents to discipline their children unfortunately the uh, people of this world have decided that no you shouldn't really discipline your children uh, or the types of discipline they are suggesting today don't have the impact of a true discipline children have to be disciplined because they need to learn right from wrong They need to understand what's good and what's not good. And we're doing this for their sake, because the whole purpose of this discipline is so that they will become disciplined. It's not to upset them. It's not to make them angry. It's not to do any of those sorts of things. It's to train them. This is the whole point of discipline. It's training. And it can be painful, and it is painful. And sometimes we need a painful lesson to be able to teach us right from wrong. We know that if we put our hand on a hot stove, we're going to burn our fingers. We know that as adults, but when you're a little kid that's only one or two years old, you may not know that. And that burning is what disciplines them. Not that I'm suggesting you should take their hand and put it on. Absolutely not. The kids will learn that for themselves. They will learn that fire and heat burn and they will be disciplined. They will be trained to understand that if I put my finger there, it's going to hurt me. And this is the kind of discipline. The Lord is disciplining us in the same way. He's teaching us right from wrong. And when we do the wrong thing, we suffer for it. We often suffer for it because of the wrong thing that we've done. And sometimes we suffer for it because the Lord is training us. He's teaching us to be able to walk in truth and to walk uprightly, to know right from wrong, so that we can become heirs of his kingdom, so that we can inherit his kingdom. Because he doesn't want sinners. He doesn't want people who are undisciplined in his kingdom. We have to be disciplined. And so we have to endure all of the disciplines, all of the punishments, all of the pains, all of the hot surfaces. We have to endure those things for the sake of the training that the Lord is giving us. Verse 8, if you are left with that discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time at their pleasure, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And this is the important thing. Our parents, our our human parents, sometimes they got it wrong. Sometimes we were disciplined for the things we didn't do. I know, I copped it a couple of times when I was a kid for things that I didn't do. But then I didn't cop it for a lot of things that I did do because my, my parents didn't find out. So, you know, it all balances out in the long run. And I mean, I certainly didn't uh, suffer in any way because of it. But the difference between the discipline of man and the discipline of God is God sees everything, for starters, and he disciplines us for our good. Not to get his anger out. He disciplines us for our good, that we can share his holiness, because that's what he wants to do. He's training us so that we can be holy like he is holy. And although it does seem painful, we need to endure it and learn from it. And as he says in verse 12, Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. And that's the important thing about this discipline. We need to get through this discipline. We need to stand up straight, not feel as though he's having a go at us or he's taking advantage of us, because the Lord doesn't do that. He's teaching us. And that's what we need to understand. So we need to lift our drooping hands and strengthen our weak knees, learn the lessons that he's teaching us, and then be able to move forward in the knowledge of the lessons that he's giving us. So the next scripture, I want to go over into Second Timothy chapter 2, and I'm going to start reading from verse 7. Think over what I say, for the Lord will grant you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David as preached in my gospel, the gospel for which I am suffering and wearing fetters like a criminal. But the word of God is not fettered. Now, here's an important thing. Paul was in prison at this time when he was writing this letter. He was suffering for it too. And you've got to say, prisons were not five-star luxury resorts, you know, compared to some of the prisons they have today. I mean, prison today is bad, don't get me wrong. But compared to what they had to put up with there, Um, The modern prisons, you know, where they have clean water and they have clean food and clean beds and things like that. I mean, it was nothing like that. Paul suffered in prison. And he was suffering those things. But as he says there, the word of God is not fettered. The word of God cannot be imprisoned. It's not fettered. And so he goes on in verse 10 and says, Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation in Christ Jesus with its eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And so here is Paul's call for endurance. He said he endured everything for the sake of those that he was teaching and training and bringing to the Lord for the sake of the elect. And he says there also in verse 12, if we endure, then we'll reign with him. If we endure, and that's the important thing, we have to endure. We have to go through these things. We have to learn and be trained. And as a result of this training, we gain the strength to be able to stand against opposition, to stand against temptation as we move forward. And all of this strength and all of this training and all of this discipline comes from God. He is the source of our strength. He is the one that we receive the strength from to be able to endure. Now, i go on. The last scripture I want to have a look at is in the book of Colossians chapter 1. I'll start reading from verse 9. And so, From the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, to lead a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So here we see he's asking here that we be endured, that we may be strengthened with all power. Where's this power coming from? This power is coming from God, according to his glorious might. And he's saying that we should be strengthened with all power for the purpose of endurance and patience with joy. This is what he wants for us. He wants us to be able to endure. And so God gives us the power to be able to endure. He's given us teachings. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us understanding. He's given us examples in Jesus Christ, the apostles. He's given us the scriptures, all to help teach us so that we may be able to endure and have patience with joy he's given us advanced warning of the things that are coming we know that the world is coming to an end and he's told us that and he's given us the warnings through prophecy that this is happening so that we don't need to be taken by surprise as the rest of the world will be because we know what's going on we know what's happening we may not know the exact day or hour of the Lord's return but we know it's soon we know it's certainly two thousand years sooner than what it was when this stuff was written 2,000 years ago in the Bible, when Jesus prophesied and said these were the signs of my second coming. So we know these things and we know that that time is almost upon us. So just consider these things. Consider Jesus endured such a severe time and even endured the most horrific death for our sake so that we might have life. And likewise, Paul endured much. He endured so much suffering as he spread the gospel, as did the rest of the early apostles. And again, for the sake of those who were to follow. And he endured these things. And despite these things, they stood firm in the word of God so that we could have a chance at salvation. Despite the suffering and the trials and the tribulations and the opposition that they all got back in those uh, those early days of the church, they endured those things for our sake. So let's not forget that and let's remember that they did these things. And let's now pray and thank the Lord that he endured and saw fit that the early disciples would endure so that you and I could be called into his kingdom. So thank the Lord now for enduring that pain and that suffering so that you and I could be freed from the bondages of sin and the law and have our sins taken away. So that's it for this week. I hope you'll join me again as I'm going to continue to look further into this topic of endurance. So until next week, this is John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast signing off and hoping in the Lord that you have a good week ahead. All the best and God bless.